Hey, everybody, it's Joe and Angel. Welcome to Mailbag Monday, where Angel and I take time and answer questions that you sent in. We've got quite a few, so we try to select what we think is the most often asked questions uh, or the hottest topics. And we've done that today. We think we've done a good job. So let's jump in on it, babe. Joe, when a spouse has repeated behaviors that are frustrating, how do you keep from always thinking or expecting the worst when they seem to always produce the same behaviors? I'm having difficulty enjoying the good times because I'm always expecting the worst to come. You'll get what you expect. That's a law. It's like faith. You've got it out there. Yeah. yeah I'm expecting something bad to happen. He's going to say something stupid. She's going to do something wrong. And uh, you got to learn to expect the best. And uh, every time, I, you know, God says, this is the day the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. you got to get a habit of every day you get up. What's going, what is today? It'll be the best day of my life. This is going to be the best day of my life. I'm real big on saying what God says. Let the redeemed Lord say so. Let the weak sound strong, poor sound rich. So I'm always big. How's your marriage? It's great. I'm in love. I've never been this much love. And it's a fact. People think, well, you just a positive confession. I am, but I have never been this deep in love in my life. Uh, I was married to my first, first spouse for 45 years. I've been married for six years now. I have never been this deep in love in my life. I mean, it's so relaxing. Uh, Angels are almost opposites. We don't agree on a lot of stuff, you know. We have different, very different taste in food and cars and houses. So I just let her choose because it's not that big a deal. And so, and she's always smart. She's always making good decisions. And people say, well, you married a good woman. Well, I married a human. Humans make mistakes. She married a human. I told Angel when we first got married, honey, I'm going to disappoint you some, sometime in our life. I'm not perfect. But I'll let you know I'm going to repent quick and forgive quick. So you're in a situation where, you start saying, well, he's got this habit. Well, that's a bad thing to say out of the, right out of the chute. No, habits can be changed. That's what people do. Uh, that's why I like fellowship. You get around other couples and you'll see something. Like, Man, that, they seem to have it good. Well, what do they do different? So I used to tell people, take a couple to lunch and invite them over to dinner. Get to know them. Get to know other people. Because men are hermits. We like to get isolated. Not all men, but most men. What, what do you do? Well, I just like to be by myself. We used to tell the story all the time, have men's retreats. You put 12 men in a circle around a campfire, they won't say two words to one another. They'll stare at the fire. You put 12, rim, 12 women around the fire in a campfire, they, and they'll all talk at the same time. And so God made us different, so it has to be learned. So don't prejudge or you've locked yourself in. He'll never change. He'll never change. Well, you, you believe he'll never change, so he never will. Not in your mind, anyhow. So you got to expect the better. I'm going to expect the best. He's changing. He's growing. Slowly, but he's grown. He's changed. That's a mini sermon. It doesn't fix anything, but it's a mini sermon. Well, when I was in my 20s, I was very critical. Really? I w- and I was totally obsessive about things. And so my first husband, he couldn't breathe right. You know, don't do this. Don't do that. Poor guy. And I know. Bless his heart. Hey, hey. <laughs> That was a little hard to talk. <laughs> Over time, I learned we had a good. Oh, marriage. you married a perfect man the second time. That's what happened. Oh, okay. So, but anyway, when I went through a divorce, I really got a revelation <laughs> that I knew in my head, but it got in my heart yeah. that all I could do is work on me. Yes, bingo. And so it changed everything. Nobody around me bothers me. Well, my son can sometimes bother me. But I, <laughs> Son, are you listening? You have to, you listen. 
he knows because I can bother him too. But, um, but, uh, so, you know, uh, that's what I learned that all I can do is work on me. I can't fix you. I can't fix anybody else, but all I can do is work on me. And if I harp about it all day long, it doesn't do a thing. People don't change the game. Except drive them away from you. Yes. They don't want to talk. They don't want to visit. They want to fellowship. They don't want to be next to you. They'll stay at work. They'll stay on the lake. They'll stay on the bass boat. Anything to stay away from my spouse. So just know that just like you, he irritates you. I'm sure there's things that you do that irritate him. <laughs> so my suggestion would be to try to work on those. Mate. And as you do, God will move. We can have faith in that. You got to do some things by faith. You got to make him want to suck the lips off your face. So I just tell ladies, you know, I know most both people are working most time today, but when you do get home, freshen up a little bit. Renew your makeup. You know, brush your teeth a little bit. Smile when they come in the door. When you say, hey, sugar, good to see you. Give them a kiss. Kiss is powerful. Just real simple peck on the lips. Just And they say, well, what, 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 what do you want? I'm just glad to see you. And you start doing new habits. New things will kick in. I promise you. That's a fact. Joe, over the years, my husband and I have seemed to grow apart. We got married at 23 and now are in our late 30s. Our interests have changed, priorities have changed, career and kids keep us busy and engaged, but I want the connection again. How would you suggest we begin to do this? This. Well, get your calendar, mark about 40 years down, and, and it'll happen about 40 years. <laughs> you are, you are, especially with kids in the, in the busy season of life, I felt like I was always just a taxi driver with a lot of kids. <laughs> who's got to be car. picked up? Who's got to be dropped off? What do you have to get tonight? Another science fair project. You got to be kidding. I just want to hug and kiss a little bit. No, not tonight, evidently. Put that back on the back burner. <laughs> Did I give an answer? I don't think I answered the question. <laughs> I would say um, <clears throat> probably try to do something different. Yes. Um, go for a walk. Go. Yes. Um, get a book and read it together just a little bit. Yeah, just read one page each. Hell, you read this page, I'll read that page. Just stare at one. And another. make sure you let him read first because once you start reading, he's going out. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it while you're laying down. No. Up, be up, be up. Listen, go for a cup of coffee. Go for a, go for a, just a burger or something. Just, just get out. Just get a dip, and, different And atmosphere. don't wait on him to plan it. Nope. You plan it. Yes. Say, hey. Um, Men don't like to think. I've come to take you for lunch on lunch day. Or um, tonight we're going to sit in the living room on a blanket and have a picnic. Yep. And just something different. It doesn't have to be a lot. And um, you don't have to tell them. Just do it. Yeah. Just do it. Don't tell them. Because he'll think, oh, there you go. What's not? I'm just going to go home and relax and watch the news or a ball game. No, just take 30 minutes, do something different. Yeah. So. Joe, my parents are in their 80s, and I'm noticing they are slowing down rapidly. I want to be able to help take care of them, but we are not in a financial position to help them. How do we introduce this difficult conversation? I know at some point they will need to move in with us or go into a home, but we can't do it alone financially. Well, we've both gone through this. Yes, we have. Um, yes, we have. Both of our fathers passed away very quickly. Yes, they did. But our mothers, both, we had to go through that. Yes, and uh, I don't know which was a bigger challenge, telling my mom that she couldn't drive anymore 
that was that was big. Now, fortunately, I had an older brother that took a lot of the did. responsibility and took a lot of the, the hits. He 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 was fantastic. Um, and um, so it is. It's hard. It's hard. To... Well, Angel's mom developed Parkinson's. My mom developed Alzheimer's. And we need we were very familiar with either one of those. So we had a somewhat of a tough learning experience as to what that was, how it worked, and what was going to happen. Uh, we're all believing God for a long life. I want to live a long time, long, healthy life. Uh, but sometimes the devil tries to throw you a curve. You got to learn how to adapt to it. Me, I remember we took our mom to three different doctors. The first doctor, because we, we didn't know what Alzheimer's was. Well, your mother has Alzheimer's. What's that mean? She's going to lose your mind. What? And so I thought, well, let's find another doctor. Well, it took three doctors to find somebody because only one out of three doctors believe that you can stop Alzheimer's from spreading. We can't cure what they've lost, but we can stop from losing more. And so we found a doctor that did that. And so the last year and a half of my mother's life, she was great. And uh, we learned little things like don't take her out of that home. That home is her world. Her world's very small. They eat well. They have entertainment. They have some, you know, people come in and play a violin or sing a song. And they're very happy in that place to take them out, bring them back. It messes with their minds. So we had learning experiences with two different kinds of diseases. But how do we respond to this? We're believing God for the best. But while we believe God, what's the natural thing we got to learn how to do? And that's what you're going to deal with. Like, well, what do we do? Well, what can you do? And money's going to be the bottom line of all decisions. Well, we can't afford that. But what can we afford? You know, there's... Like I said, there was, uh, we both in this government housing, you know, if you can't afford it, the government will do something. Now it won't be the best place in the world. It won't be the Taj Mahal. It won't be the holiday Inn, but it might be something that's tolerable. And so went through that with the father-in-law where a former veteran, the family found a place 65 miles away, but it was cheap and it was nice. It was clean as professional, but it was 65 miles away. Well, he's in his nineties. I can't drive 65 miles to see him every day. And neither could anybody else, but it was cheap. So the decision started to get made like, man, this isn't good. This is the best I think they can do. And so uh, so everybody goes through it. So you just realize there will be an answer. Don't sit there, well, what are we going to do? There'll be something you can do. And there's things you don't know about yet. And you'll find out about them. So don't panic. And don't waste time worrying about it. Enjoy what you've got right now. Smile. Enjoy the time. And uh, time comes, well. We can't do this anymore. What can we do? And there'll be options. Well, somebody will have somebody will have an answer for you. They will. That's a long answer, but that's a good one. It was a long answer. Um, every situation is different. My yeah. father fortunately left a very good insurance policy for my mother that allowed us to put her in a very nice very facility. Nice First, she went to an assisted living. That was wonderful that she really loved. The harder transition was when we had to put her in a nursing home. Yeah. Even though it was a brand new nursing home, it was extremely nice. Beautiful. It's still a nursing home yeah. at the end of the day. Um, and over time, she she did fine. Um, well, got to interject one thing here. You got to keep your faith going because what Angel found for her mother was a lady that was a gift from God Almighty that Miss, came and Miss Lillian. Miss Lillian saved our soul, our life. No, we couldn't have dreamed her up in a million. Years. Well, actually, I didn't find her. My brother did, and oh. and he would pay for her to um, come and sit with my mom like five or six days a week. Yes, and uh, oh, so, so she would go and get her. Uh, my mom loved Popeyes chicken. She'd go get her some Popeyes <laughs> chicken or whatever. 
And then she would, sometimes we'd come in the room and she's a tiny, Miss Lillian's a tiny little woman. Yeah. And uh, she, sometimes we'd walk in and she'd be sitting in the bed with mom. And, yeah. and my mom loved her and was so dependent on her. Talked to her, kept her right. entertained, prayed, kept her thinking with her. all the time. That lady was a walking saint. We she could was. Her. So God's got somebody you couldn't even dream up. Yeah, God, there's no way it would have been a, such a much different situation. My mother, because she had Parkinson's, you know, she needed round-the-clock care. It, it had gotten pretty yeah. pretty bad yeah. at, at, there towards the end. And, yeah. you know, we went through a season where she fell all the time yeah. and because she thought in her mind she could still walk. And yeah. and uh, it was a challenge, a big, big challenge. But uh and it went on for a long time. She had a didn't have a real aggressive, fast moving. Uh, she she'd had it for years. Yeah. Um, but it was. Uh, she's a tough lady. Uh, she was tough. Tough lady. But um, so every situation is different. They should just like when you have a child, somebody should hand you a book that goes, <laughs> "This is what you're supposed to." Well, this is good ideas and bad ideas. Yeah. Uh, but in the same sense, when your parents are getting older. It's it's kind of like um, this book hasn't been written yet. No, and and it you have is to write your own book, right? And to just even figure out the systems of how it works. Yes, like when my mom's insurance ran out, we didn't know. At, well, I didn't know. My brother again. God bless yeah. my brother. Yes, um, he yes. Um, found out that if we put her in a junky uh, nursing home, then once. The insurance money ran out, which it was extremely expensive. I was shocked. It was like, what was it, like $7,500 a month? Yep. And um, uh, so he said, but if we put her in a nice one, uh, whatever one she's in, that's where the, the, the government will kick in once her insurance money Merry ran out. Merry Christmas. <laughs> so we put her in a very nice one. Very nice. And... Uh, God bless the government. Yeah, and they they were they were very good to her, but um, it was it was a challenge. So there um, will be an answer. There will be an answer. But my you- my suggestion is go to a go visit some nursing homes. Yes, and find the one that you feel comfortable with, yes. and then go speak to the administrator. Yes, and she will guide you through the process. Yes. That's what we both did. And yeah, it was great. Yeah, because they know that system that that the. And they know the, the the disease or thing you're working with because the lady that we interviewed said, now, Mr. McGee, uh, said, and it was, well, the, the Alzheimer's section of this nursing home was magnificent. It's like going to Disney. As well. He said, now, Mr. McGee, this isn't in for, this is not for the patients. This is for the patients' kids that write the checks because the patients are oblivious to where they are and what's around them, what's going on. They don't know. They don't care. It's for the kids. I thought, well, I like you telling me the truth. And so there'll be some blunt stuff, but you realize that everybody's dealing with something different. What is it I'm going to deal with here? Well, you know. And and there's also somebody there that can guide you financially. Yes, they will walk you through it. Yeah, and, and I would suggest that you, they will walk you through the steps. And and it, the steps don't have to be immediately nursing no. home. Like when my mom lived in assisted living, there was like apartments. Yeah. And the only, nice. thing, only thing that they did together, and they didn't even have to do that because you could get it delivered to your room was was food but they had a lot of stuff going on they had a lot of activity yes a lot of activities. they would take field trips and stuff and yes you, they would you could come and go they, she could sign out and leave and yeah. and, and every day 
Yeah. Ah. Now, when we went to the nursing home, it was a different situation. But so there are options. I suggest you go talk to both, maybe an assisted living and a nursing home, because those are the steps to take. But there will be an answer. God will have an answer. Yes. You just got to find the right person. (laughs) We love you guys so much. And uh, it's a challenge. Yes. Being married. Yes. Raising kids. Yes. Grandkids. My grandchild, my granddaughter is coming yep. in oh, here days. Oh, my goodness. I can't wait to show her up. <laughs> uh, the world's about to open up. If you hear buttons popping off somebody's shirt, that'll be mine. <laughs> I'm so proud. I know. <laughs> Finally. Anyway, we love it's you guys. life. You go through it one time. Enjoy the ride, people. Enjoy yes. the ride. We love you guys. Have love a great you. one. Be sure to join us Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to hear more of what God can do in your life. He's got a great future for you and your family, and we're here to help you get there. Please make sure you visit Joe McGee Ministries on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. There you find all of our Friday funny videos and other encouraging resources for you and your family. While you're at it, be sure to visit JoeMcGee.com. We have all sorts of materials, books, DVDs, you name it, all there to help you, your marriage, and your family succeed.